What's up, guys? Welcome to the Lazy Boy QBs podcast, episode 60. We are deep into season two. Guys, you know who's joining me, as he does every single episode, the one, the only, Jonathan Ryder. That's right. This is it. Last Sunday. Last Sunday, I'm definitely going to be hearing this song. Woo! I mean, I watch a bunch of college football, and I, I just can't get the song out of my head, Chad. Hey, Chad, how are you, sir? Man, I tell you what, boss. I'm doing excellent right now. Um, finished up a great weekend of college football. I'm mm-hmm. watching Florida State Notre Dame right now. I know that's your squad. I'm not going to say anything about them. Don't worry. Um, but, yeah, just looking forward to Thursday night, man. Well, not really, but kind of. Uh, how about you? How about you? What were you? How were your? What are your initial thoughts on the college football season from this past weekend? I mean, Oklahoma is still overrated. Uh, Clemson, my God, they couldn't score any points. I, I would have never thought. Uh, I mean, in Alabama, I mean, come on, just make them the thirty-third franchise in the NFL. Unless Nick Saban is gone, they, they can move back to the SEC. Exactly, man. If there's if they're still letting Detroit be an NFL team, Alabama needs to get a chance. Um, <laughs> guys, with that being said, that's the last time we'll talk about Detroit today because we're talking about awards predictions um, for this upcoming season. We're going to be going through the awards, me and Johnny. Each chat, week. chat, chat. Oh, 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 oh. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So I'm excited. I'm just excited. I'm excited. Hey, Sorry. shout out. Do, do the, pay the bills. Pay the bills. <laughs> shout out to the 757-305-786. And a special shout out to the 561 Florida Atlantic Owls. Put up a put up a solid fight against Florida. But go ahead, Chad. Sorry for interrupting you. <laughs> no, man. We gotta get the 561 in there, man. We gotta talk we gotta shout out FAU. Any chance we get. Uh, <laughs> so as I said. <laughs> I guarantee you, are the only podcast talking about FAU football. Good. So it's good, man. We're reaching out. <laughs> <laughs> talking about the underrated stories. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> we're gonna try and keep this going. Sorry about that, guys. Uh, we're just both feeling really good. You can tell it's football season because we're both giddy and laughing like we're sixth grade girls so that's right (laughs) so we're doing awards predictions me and johnny we're going through the awards giving each our predictions um that way it gives you something for you guys to make fun of us about you know 12 to 14 weeks from now when half of our awards predictions look wrong um johnny with this being said we're gonna start it off with coach of the year that's gonna be our first award we're kind of gonna go in order from not least important because they're all important but you know Let's be honest. No one's going to remember Coach of the Year three years from now. Um, and then working our way all the way up to MVP. Who do you have for Coach of the Year, boss? I have Brennan Staley, uh, the new head coach for the Sandy. I'm sorry, the Los Angeles Chargers. Uh, look, we we had so much criticism for Anthony Lynn last year. Uh, we blamed him for a lot of those losses, uh, even though he had the uh, the offensive rookie of the year, Justin Herbert. This is a really good football team. We talked about how solid they are. All he has to do is just just, just be a coach, right? Like an NFL coach. Oh, this yeah. team is probably going to make the playoffs. So just like Stefanski won his rookie year as a coach, I think Brandon Staley wins it this year. How about you, Chad? 
Yeah, I'm, I'm going to be honest. Brandon Staley, definitely a really good shout because that was a team, what are they, 7-9 and nine last year? I think yes, we sir. all feel like, I mean, it, I'm telling you, them in L.A. or and them in the, in the Falcons just lost some of the worst games of all time, um, you know, this past, this past season. Uh-oh. Okay. Uh, not going to say what happened, but um, where was I? Oh, yeah, lost some of the worst games. So the talent is there. They're adding Rashawn Slater and Corey Lindley uh, to the offensive line, which was probably their biggest issue last season offensively. So that could definitely be a really good team. Um, the only thing for me is I'm not cons- I'm not sure they're a guaranteed playoff team. I feel like to win that coach of the year, you definitely have to be a guaranteed playoff team. And as much as I love Justin Herbert, Jay Herbo, you know I love him. Um, I'm just not right. I'm not there where I can say that they're going to be a guaranteed playoff team. But if they do make it, then I think he'd definitely be – a huge reason why um the guy who i've gone for though has been uh hold up where's my list why did my list go away um i'm sorry i went with bruce arians oh bruce arians and i'm going to tell you the reason why i think this award is all about the narrative right it's about you know i mean <laughs> this is just funny because you know who won this award in 2019 was it was it Bill Belichick? No, and and mind you, this is just two years ago. This is two seasons ago. Man, I don't. I remember like Brian Flores was in the talk, but who Matt, was it? Matt Nagy was NFL oh, coach wow. of the year. Was NFL coach of the year with the twelve and four Chicago Bears in two thousand and nineteen. Wow, I know, I know, crazy, right? Um, just goes to show you, you know, it, it's about the narrative for that season because that was his first year in Chicago as well. I do think first-year coaches kind of have that upper that advantage because it's like you can you oh, they almost get the default of any impact that is made record-wise is almost always given to the coach in that first year. When in reality, they probably play a part, but not the biggest part. Um, but Arians, I think to me, the reason why he's my coach of the year is because. People are going to talk this whole season. I think Tampa Bay is going to be really good in the regular season. Okay, I think they're going to be a really good team. Probably, I went through their schedule the other day. I'm, I'm thinking like maybe two or three, maybe four losses total um, in the regular season. So I think they're going to be excellent. And it's going to be about you know, hey man, we didn't appreciate this team last year. You know, we need to appreciate them more. Yeah, they started off rocky last year, but. They were a great team all along, and we need to start treating them as such. So I think that narrative is going to kind of sweep the league, and I think that's why I could really see Arians walking away with that award. This is why I'm going to disagree with you on Bruce Arians, right? Okay. Because to hit for him, in my opinion, the narrative is a lot harder to fit the coach of the year. It's like, hey, man, we brought back all your starters that won a Super Bowl last year. How come? Like, the thing is, if you lose four games, like, how come you lost four games? True. You know, your, your, your roster is so stacked, there's no more Drew Brees, and, and that was two losses in the regular season for them. How, how are you not winning 15 games this year? So, to me, it's more stacked against them because the expectation is already there for them to be a 15-2, and two, maybe a 14-3 and three football team, and by God, they go 14-3 and three <laughs> or 13-4, or, 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 or and and yeah. it's like, yeah, okay, well, that was expected. What did you do as a coach, right, because of the talent? What did you really do as a coach to make me feel like you are this really good football coach? You just you just coached the talent that was there, and you didn't fuck it up. 
So no, that's, that, that, that's why I, I you know, because it is what it is. Like Bill Belichick should have won, you know, Coach of the Year for I don't know how many years, but it, because it's the narrative of the new Cinderella, the young guy, the guy coming up, the the, the, the guy yeah. that turned the program around. Yeah, Bruce is not turning anything around. He's just maintaining it. So that's just my my opinion on on that fact. Very good point. I didn't really even think about that, but definitely, definitely something to consider. Um, next thing we're going to move on to offensive rookie of the year. I don't know how long this conversation is going to be. I think to me, I, I have, I'll just go ahead and go first. I have Trevor Lawrence, um, quarterback for the Jaguars. Look, I know his offensive line is not that great, but, and that's being kind. Um, but look, he's going to get to play the Texans twice. They, they have another couple of easier games. And I think he's really going to be able to get his feet wet in the beginning of the season. And, uh, you know, is really going to have a lot of success this year and, and really is going to start to turn that team around um, in a way that I think is going to be – that isn't going to be able to be overstated just by giving him this award. Look, I'm going to disagree with you on that one. I got a different guy. And maybe okay. maybe I watched too much ESPN these, you oh, know, last God. week. But to me, it's Mac Jones. And not necessarily because Mac Jones is going to shine – and kill you of the numbers. Look, she's in a very good situation. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm a lot higher on the on the New England Patriots than you are, right? Very, very much so. I believe they're going to be fighting for a playoff spot. Um, outside of the quarterback position, the New England Patriots are a pretty solid football team. Maybe at the wide receiver position, not maybe the other wide receiver position, <laughs> they are lacking. But they have two elite tight ends. They have a very good offensive line. They have a good um, stable running backs. They have a very good defensive line, linebackers, and a secondary, even though it's banged up right now. Secondary doesn't look good. C.J. Jackson is holding out. Stephon Gilmore is out. He's on, he's on the pup list right now. Yep. However, it's still a deep team that's going to win football games, and they're going to be relevant. Trevor Lawrence, he's going to lose his shine, in my opinion, after the first few games. And honestly... The the limelight for the whole the, the, all the attention to Urban Meyer kind of takes away a little bit from Trevor Lawrence in my opinion, okay. and I, you know it, and it's a team that's gonna struggle. And we're not gonna necessarily talk about how Trevor Lawrence is developing, but how Urban Meyer is not the type of coach that the Jacksonville Jaguars organization was expecting. Okay, here's here's my case for Lawrence when you were talking about his relevance. Here's my entire case. They have a three-game stretch at the end of the season where they're home versus Houston at the New York Jets and at the Patriots in 15, 16, and 17. Mm -hmm. If he balls out in that three-game stretch, especially, and I think by that point, New England will know if they are or aren't really a playoff team. And if they're not, I'm not going to say they're not going to play hard, but it's like any team that's trying, that has playoff expectations, and then they're not in it, they just kind of exhale towards the end of the season and you can get a game off of him or something. Mm-hmm. And if he's able to do that, then I think it's like, man, Trevor Lawrence has been it the whole season. We just haven't been realizing it because he plays in Jacksonville, you know, and shit like that. So that, that's a big part of my case. And also I just think he's going to be really awesome. Um, let's move on to defensive rookie of the year, boss. Go ahead and tell me who you've got for this one. I got Michael Parsons, uh, wow. linebacker for the Cowboys. Look, wow. he he's going to be an immediate impact player, right? So he's going to put up so. stats. 
you know, look, everything that we see him, and again, it's preseason, he's all over the field. Yeah. All right, he he chases the ball down. I uh, see a little bit of rushing. He can cover. He look. He he he's gonna have a lot of tackles. All right. All he has to do is maybe get his hands on a few turnovers yeah. or force a fumble here and there. He's yep. going to be given the opportunity in Dallas to do that. He's gonna be playing in the limelight a lot. And and and, and I'm telling you now, the TV is gonna be tr- constantly turning to him. Uh, on the broadcast, and uh, honestly, I think he's that good of a player. There's a reason why, uh, you know, Dallas brought him in there, even though there was a they, they already have linebackers in Dallas. So I think the guy's a special talent. He, he's my defensive player of the year, man. Defensive rookie of the year. Defensive, defensive rookie, <laughs> yes. Very, very yeah, good. Thanks, yeah. Chad. If he was a defensive player of the year, I'd shit myself. Uh, you, you might be surprised, my, my defensive player of the year. Wow, I like that. Uh, that's a good little tease for later on in the podcast. Um, but mine, oddly enough, coincidentally enough, is also an NFC East linebacker. However, I have Jamin Davis um, for the Washington football team. I'm not going to talk too much about it. My number two guy. Okay, very fair, very fair, because we're going to talk about them uh, a little bit later on for me. But uh, I just think they're going to be a really awesome defense, and I think he's going to be right at the heart of it. He's going to be making plays. He's going to be free. That defensive front four is going to be able to control the control most offensive lines, eat up double teams, allow him to be freed up, put up huge tackling numbers. And kind of like what you said with Parsons, I think he's going to have to make a couple plays where he gets some fo- some fumbles or some sacks or some – you know, interceptions and stuff like that, because those are easy numbers for people to look at and point mm-hmm. to as well for, the, you know, for the common fan and stuff like that and to appreciate him. So I think I think Jamin Davis, if he can do that, uh, then it, he'll really be right up there, you know, and I think could end up taking the award home. Um, comeback player of the year is next, boss. Why don't you go ahead and take this one? Because I went straight up homer for this pick. Jameis Winston. <laughs> wow i thought and this isn't even me throwing shade i actually thought the award you had to come back from like an injury uh i don't think so i think you just oh. need to come back like ryan Tannehill won it right he never came oh, back from shit. an injury he oh. just got tennessee you know <laughs> Martin took over tennessee okay, week fair, seven fair, fair. you yeah, know yeah. <laughs> and then he led them to an afc championship um oh I am a lot higher on the whole roster. This is again a whole the whole roster um, for the New Orleans Saints. You know than, than you are. I you know I, I picked them to be a playoff team, right? They're that seven seed. Look, I think he can still make plays, right? Okay. And I'll be honest with you, if he wins, if he gets them into the playoffs, right? Yep. And somehow he limits his turnovers. And I'm not saying that he's going to limit to the point where his ratio between t- from touchdowns to interceptions is like four to one, but he, keep, he keeps it at two to one or two to one and a half. He leads them to some victories. I do believe he, he's in prime position to win comeback player of the year. Um, and and it's, it's going to be really good for him, and he's going to get himself a nice payday just like Ryan Tannehill did after you know what he did in Tennessee. Uh, I'm really high. And my number two guy, just want to throw it out there, Sam Darnold. Nice. Okay. I would I would actually really love to see Sam Darnold win this award or to win that award. Um, yeah, I, I just went Dak Prescott. I think I think he's going to have a really good year um, as long as he is able to stay healthy. I'm not going to lie. I am very concerned about his health at the moment, just overall, um, you know, especially with Zach Martin. He's going to be out for the first game, at least with COVID. So 
going against that Tampa front, they're definitely going to test how healthy he is. Um, but I think over the course of the year, he's going to have a really good year and is going to lead the Cowboys to the playoffs. And I can't say the same for Jameis. I just don't think that New Orleans is a playoff team. Um, to me, I just don't think they're skilled. We talked about this before mm-hmm. the podcast, funnily enough, but I just don't think their skill guys, to me, are, are the weapons that they need to have. And also, I just don't think Jameis is going to stop turning the ball over. I think quarterbacks, once that, like, they don't just, for the most part, to me, they don't become less turnover prone as they get older. It's just maybe their team puts them in less opportunities to turn the ball over, I think would be the only thing. And that doesn't make him a, you know, that's not going to make him a better player, I would say. Can I ask you a question? Sure. If that's the case, why do people still hang their hat on Ryan Fitzpatrick? I, I mean, because he's at least because because he's been able to show you that he's got like he's he's like the more of a feel good version of Jameis because Jameis does weird shit sometimes and like has been an asshole at different points in his career. Mm-hmm. Fitzpatrick really has never done that. And it's like that version of guy is always fun. Like Jameis, I think people want to root for instinctively, but then they're like, ah, crab legs, you know, or some shit like that. Uh, <laughs> and and then they just don't. So okay. that's just curious. That's, just, that's my armchair approach. Hey, I like the question. We, that's what we that's what we do here on the Lazy Boy QBs Pod. We ask the question. Um, next, boss, we're gonna go ahead and move on to defensive player of the year. Um. You told me you had a surprise pick for this one, so I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna give you the floor. All right, look, I just don't want to give it to Aaron Donald, okay? I, I went. Uh, in, I went into the exercise with the same approach. All right, but you know he's my number two, I guess. Look, I think I think it's it's uh, Chase Young. Really? Man. Wow. Yeah. Look, wow. we talked about you talked about how Jamin Davis is a prime your prime candidate to one defensive player rookie uh, defensive rookie of the year. Yep. Look. Man, from what I saw in Chase Young last year and what I saw him uh, in preseason against number ones, dude, dude is a stud. I think Absolutely. he's prime to have over 15 sacks and get close to 20. And honestly, wow. because of that, defense is so stacked. That's going to put him, you know, you can't just double team Chase Young because yep. then you because that 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 team that that defense for the the Washington football team is so loaded that somebody else is going to go and get the quarterback or get you know stuff to runner that means at some point throughout the game you're going to leave Chase Young in prime position to go out there and make football plays i'm telling you man i think this guy is going to be the next JJ White type wrecker out there in wow. the NFL this guy is a really good football player. And you know what? He might not be Aaron Donald, but I think he can get close to it and challenge Aaron Donald for the number one defensive player in the NFL title. Wow. That's super. First off, as a Cowboys fan, you just scared the hell out of me. Um, but as an NFL fan, I love it. Look, man, I, comp- I went in with the exercise of, look, I don't want to pick Aaron Donald either. And then I kind of did the same thing, I think, as you. I went straight to that Washington defense and was like, look, if I think, I mean, I I think they're going to be really good. Obviously, I said those things about Jamin Davis. Mm -hmm. Um, I think they're going to have a really great defense. And I'm saying like, hey, you know, who's a guy I can pick off that? To me, theirs was just more of a collection of talent. I do love Chase Young. Um, I think he's an amazing player. I like all their, really, I I love all their defensive front guys. I mean, Chase Young, Tim, or Deron Payne, Montez Sweat, Jonathan Allen, all these guys are just awesome. 
Um, but I just didn't think one was going to be like that super standout, like you said, 15-type sacks. Chase Young had seven and a half last year, so yes, I don't think it would be unrealistic for him. And he missed a game, so I don't think it would be unrealistic for him to get up in that 15 range. But, man, if he does it, that's going to be an exciting season for him and a terrifying season for myself. Um, the guy who I came – for the record, for me, I, I just concluded, like, look, I, I'm just saying Donald's going to win the award. Mm-hmm. Um, but my dark horse – or my second pick, really, um, would be Fred Warner, the linebacker for the mm. San Francisco 49ers. I think they're also going to be a really, really good team. I was thinking about Shanahan for Coach of the Year, possibly. Um, I, Me too. I, yeah, I, I think they're going to be really good and bounce back um, from last season when they were a disappointing 6-10. and 10. Uh, And I think Warner is the best player on that defense and I think is the heart of that defense got paid, you know, to be the heart of that defense, and I think deserved it for the most part. Um, and I just think he's going to be really motivated and is going to have a huge year for them. Yeah, I, I think I think he's probably one of the best linebackers in the NFL, if not the best linebacker in the NFL. He can just yeah. do everything. Yeah, he, he Support the run, side to side, cover. I mean, the guy is, like, amazing. Absolutely. Fifth round? Fifth round? Was it, was it, was it fifth, fifth or sixth? Yeah, I think it was uh, fifth, I believe. Fifth, I Crazy. believe. Yeah, Crazy. I remember in college thinking he was super athletic, but I just thought he was too small to be an NFL linebacker. But to his credit, he's he's put on a little bit of weight just to be enough or just enough to be, you know, whatever the slightest you can be as a starting linebacker. But he's just also a tough player. He's just yeah. a really tough dude. And, and speed nowadays makes up for some of the other stuff that guys may lack size-wise mm-hmm. is what we're seeing. Um, next, we're going to move on to offensive player of the year i'm gonna go ahead and go first with this one boss i i think it's gonna be josh allen um as you know when we did our afc pod we talked about i'm super high on buffalo i think they have a really really good chance i picked them to be the number one seed so i think they're gonna be awesome i think they're gonna be explosive offensively you know kind of pick up right where they left off last year they're bringing back um josh allen they're bringing back um stefan diggs they brought in emmanuel sanders they got cole beasley back um, you know, they got a whole bunch of guys who are familiar with each other. They Gabriel Davis. Yeah, yeah. The wide got, receiver, exact, man. Exactly. He, yeah. Exactly. Got the same offensive coordinator, Brian mm-hmm. Dayball, as well. So a bunch of guys who are familiar with each other. And I think, you know, they're going to pick right back up where they left off the end of last season. I love Sean McDermott, their head coach. I know he doesn't have anything to do with the offense, really. But anytime we talk Buffalo, I feel like I have to say that. <laughs> um but, yeah, so Josh Allen is my Offensive Player of the Year. What say you? Yeah, man, as a Dolphins fan, I hate to hear that, but <laughs> I'm, looking at, I'm looking at my word dog, and, and I got Josh Allen as well, man. Wow. I, I, I'm trying to figure out how do you stop Josh Allen because yeah. you just talked about all the offensive weapons that he can throw the ball to. But, mm-hmm. man, this guy can also run the football himself when he needs to. Oh, yeah. How do you stop this offense? You can shut down the running game. You know, you can shut down you know, Singletary and, and Zach Moss. But I don't know if you can stop the whole, the offense as a whole. And, and it's literally because of Josh Allen. Um, just give him the award. I expect this guy to be great for a long time. Yeah, and it, when I was, man, when I was looking back at their numbers, I, I think I actually underrated Stefan Diggs last season, just for the record. Mm. Because this dude led the league in catches and receiving yards last year on like a team that was an elite offense, yep. an elite offense. And he 
Look, he was the, really the only addition they had made from the year before to then, and, and he was special and, and was worth every bit of that stink that he kicked up in Minnesota. Um, let's go ahead and move on to MVP, boss. Who you got? Who you got for this one? Who's taking home the league MVP? I mean, it's going to sound boring, but I have Patrick Mahomes. Wow. Uh, taking look, the second one up. Yeah, look, man, the the guy is just a special talent. I, the league, maybe the league thinks that they caught up to him, uh, but he has you no know, Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey, Clyde Edwards-Helaire, and this whole offensive line has been remade. Uh, you know, Orlando Brown, uh, God, big guard from the New Olympic, Joe Tooney. Uh, you know, it looks like Trey. Uh, my God, the guy from Tennessee, the the rookie Trey that Smith. they picked up. He looks like he's looking pretty good. Look, this. How do you stop this guy? I don't think anybody in the ASC West will. They have, they do have um some tough games, especially in the beginning of their schedule. Man, they got to play the Browns and the Ravens back to back. But I, I think just in those games, he's gonna prove who he really is. And man, I, I don't know how to, how do you stop this guy. Yeah, I mean that's the thing is Patrick Mahomes for for MVP. I feel like is the same as Aaron Donald for mm-hmm. Defensive Player of the Year. If we're being realistic and we just give it out to who actually is the best player, he probably would win the award every single season. It's like Belichick with coach, too. You know, yeah. There are some awards where it's like if you truly just gave it to the best guy, you would have the same winner for you know a decade straight. But um, can, can, can I give you why, too? I think he's going to throw 50 touchdown passes again this year. Yeah. I mean, I look, that's the thing is I, I can't – I mean, if he plays every game, I, I don't see how anyone realistically can disagree with that. Like, I don't know how someone definitively can be like, nah, he's only going to throw, like, 40 touchdowns this year. You give him an extra game, too. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Got that 17th one in this year. Um, My MVP, kind of going back to what what I talked about in the very beginning with Tampa and that narrative, I'm going with Tom Brady. Um, I think he's going to pick up his fourth award. I think this year could just be a nice little love fest for him, a continuation of the Tom Brady love fest that's been going on since they won the Super Bowl. Um, you know, he's, he's drunk off, he, or he's drunk at the Super Bowl party, you know, where he got COVID apparently. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think Tom Brady is going to pick up another one of those awards. Boss, now we're going to go to um, a, a more, probably the only sad award, I guess, that, the only award that you don't want to win that we're going to be talking about so far. And that's biggest disappointment. And that's as far as player. Who do you th- have as the biggest disappointment this season? I have Ben Roethlisberger. Wow. Look, uh, they really didn't address that offensive line. Uh, no, you bring in uh, Najee Harris, and I, I, I think he's a, an outstanding player, but, yep. you know, I, I'm I'm more and more devaluing. The, like, there are a few running backs that can do it themselves, but yep. with a bad offensive line, there's nothing you're going to do. I don't like Juju Smith-Schuster that much. Uh, it, he's... He's a good slot receiver. Um, Deontay Johnson, don't like him as a number one. To me, he's a solid, no, speedy slot. Maybe can play the outside and, and, and take the top off of a defense every now and then. Uh, and I like Chase Claypool. Has had some really nice moments, but let's be honest, we've we seen that with the Pittsburgh Steelers themselves where, oh, yeah. you know, Schuster had a few good, good years, but, you know, are you going to be able to replicate I just don't see it. I see. You remember when we talked about the the Tampa Bay Bucks, or did the seven and five team or the a team that finished the season oh, yeah. uh, and won the Super Bowl? Same I see the opposite for the Steelers. 
Yeah. Yeah, I see the same thing for the series. I see the, the same team as the backhand of that of that of that last, you know, when they finished one and four and lost their playoff game. I think that they're just gonna continue that. Their division got tougher too with the, the rise of the Browns and, and, and the Ravens. They're gonna put a lot of pressure on big men. I think it's just gonna be a mess. Kind of sucks for Coach Tom because I do think he's one of the top five coaches in the NFL. But I, I really am leaning towards him having a pretty bad season this year. Yeah, I mean I yeah, I guess I, I guess for me I just didn't really have expectations for them because mm-hmm. I already don't think that they're gonna be good. So it'd be hard to be a disappointment from where I already think they're going to be. But I guess, yeah, for the NFL consensus, they probably are a lot higher on Pittsburgh than me, thus making Ben very eligible for this award. I'm going to go with another guy from a team that, you know, a lot of people are, are really high on, and that's Jameis Winston from the New Orleans Saints. I, <laughs> I, I, And I swear I didn't just do this because you had him for uh, Comeback Player of the Year. But No, you, you kind of foreshadowed it before the, before the pod. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I did. Um, but, yeah, I just I just don't think that this team has, like I talked about when we talked about him in Comeback Player of the Year, I don't think they have enough playmakers. Michael Thomas is going to be out a long time. I don't believe in Marquez Callaway until, you know, I see him do it in a real game. Um, I love Alvin Kamara, but, you know, look, if your best player, we've seen it with teams, right? If your only player is a running back, then that's not really good. Granted, they do have a very good offensive line. They have a very good offensive line. So I do think Kamara is going to be able to run it a lot. But I just – first off, that doesn't help Winston's case at all. And also, when I think he's called upon to make plays, I just don't really think he's going to be able to make them. And I don't think it's 100% going to be his fault. But I, I think he's just going to end up being the most disappointing guy for me. Or at least as far as the yeah. NFL – as far as what the NFL consensus thinks compared to how I think he's going to perform. Well – after you know, shitting on my uh, comeback player of the year, can we finish this segment on a positive note and talk about the I'm breakout player of the year? Yes, and and please go ahead. Go first. Go first. All right. Look, boss, I'm going to give you a name that probably no one's talking about for this award. Mm. I'm, and If anyone else is doing this award, that is, which I'm sure people are because I know you're giving out good content all the time. Um, I got Van Jefferson, the wide receiver, for the Los Angeles Rams. And look, when I say breakout player, I'm not saying this dude's about to turn into, you know, Jerry Rice or anything like that. But look, last year had 19 catches for 220 yards. I think a lot of people can say that they were actually expecting a lot more from him last year. You know, came in with a lot of pedigree out of Florida, came in as an explosive guy, was a second round pick in 2020. Really wasn't able to show that this past season. I think this year, He's going to end up filling that number three receiver role that they signed Deshaun Jackson to do, but I just don't believe in Deshaun Jackson. So I'm not going to say that I think he's going to do it. Um, So, yeah, I think Van Jefferson is going to be a guy who is going to have a really nice year as the number three receiver for the Rams. I'm going to say, I'm going to go on the record and say it. I think he's going to have over 800 yards and probably, probably, uh, definitely 50 plus catches, 800 yards. And at least seven or eight touchdowns this year, I think. Mm. So there. I mean, with Matt Stafford there, it definitely exactly. is going to help his case. Exactly. Uh, I'm going to go the Homer pick here, man. Even though this was a close tie, uh, I'm going to give it to Tua Tonga Vailoa. Wow, uh, nice. People have done nothing but question this guy in yep. the offseason. Um, you know, Miami was sitting at number three. There are a lot of people out there, including Dolphins fans. Maybe we should, you know, draft the quarterback. There was a huge push to trade for Deshaun Watson. 
Um, look, last year, you know, he didn't win the job initially. You know, Ryan Fitzpatrick won it. Eventually, he had to come in. Uh, had some flashes. Had some really bad moments as well. Uh, but he's still able to throw for 11 touchdowns. Only had five interceptions. Uh, yards per attempt, 6.3, which I know that's your, your big stat. That's not good enough. But we're also he was also playing with guys that couldn't even make the roster this year. Uh, you know, who had to throw the ball to. Yeah, so this fair. year... You know, uh, with Jalen Waddle, uh, Mike Gusecki on a contract year, uh, you know, uh, Parker, Will Fuller, Albert Wilson is back. I think this guy's going to be really dynamic and he's really going to change his narrative. I'm really hyped up for Tua. Uh, and I just want to throw out there I think Jerry Judy is going to have a big year this, week, this year as well. Wow, nice. Come back here for all of the Alabama players in the NFL. <laughs> Damn. I like it. I like it. Um, all right, guys. We're going to go ahead and go to a break real quick on the other side. The segment that we teased at the end of last episode, you guys have been asking for it. We're doing a smasher pass for the 2021 NFL season. We'll see you with that on the other side. <laughs> What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Lazy Boy QBs. Like we said at the top, episode 60, um, we're giving you all a treat now. I know 60 ain't, ain't, ain't anything special, really, but damn it, this is our last pod before the start of the season. So, Jonathan, we are going to do a good old-fashioned game of smash or pass. Me and Jonathan are going to be taking turns firing off some takes that we have for this upcoming season, uh, and we're gonna. the other person is going to have to smash it meaning that they're agreeing with the take or pass it, meaning that, well, they're passing on it. They don't think that it's going to happen. Jonathan, why don't you go ahead and start us off. Give me your first take. All right, I'm going to throw you a little curveball here, maybe a little bit of knuckleball, but Deshaun Watson starts at least eight games for the Houston Texans in 2021. Wow. Okay, so... Without getting too much into his situation, because I think he's up to what twenty four civil cases and and yeah, but but no suspension yet. Yeah, you know, I say, yeah, I say with all that has not been suspended, has not no been charges. On commissioners are exempt yeah. list. Um, you know, has part of the fifty three man roster. Yeah, yeah, part of the fifty three, and I get it. Like he's probably, I mean, he's probably the QB three at this point, right? Where he's not even part of the forty five team that dresses out on game day um, right but yes yeah so there but still i mean that's still a big commitment to really even keep him on the roster at this point um there have been definitely a lot more rumblings i think since cuts have been made about and you know really even kind of in the days leading up to it about hey could watson be moved before the start of the season could he be moved to me i thought that was rubbish i don't think he's going to get moved at any point until this whole case clears up because, as my boy Brian Flores says, a lot of teams like guys with high character. So, you know, I think there are a lot of teams that are going to go that route. No, a lot of teams like guys that don't come with a negative PR. You know? Well, I mean, that's the thing. That's as, long, as long as the bad character can be, like, contained. I don't yeah, yeah. Know. <laughs> as long as it's just lashing out on a coach in a meeting or, you know, in the locker room, then that's completely fine. As long but as nobody knows about it, it's all good. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Uh, there is such thing as bad PR in the NFL, and those teams definitely don't want to have to deal with that. Um, God, starts eight games. With all that being said, I am going to pass it. Because I think even if he gets cleared, I still think 
there's going to be a, a situation where he holds himself out of games, even if his legal commissioner situation gets exempt or gets cleared cleared up. Quick follow up question. Quick yep. follow up question. Yep. Don't you think he has to pull a little bit to kind of prove himself? Maybe put himself in a good light again? No, I don't okay. actually. Because I just think if he gets cleared of if he gets cleared of all that stuff, then I think people are just going to realize like, hey, this dude was a really awesome quarterback this entire time, and you know, there's not. I don't think their opinion is going to change on that end at least. Okay. Um. T- all right. So now it's my turn. Uh. Jonathan Smasher pass. I think the San Francisco 49ers are going to be the most improved team in the NFL. Granted, they, now just for some context, they were six and ten last season. Wow, that's a tough one, Chad. <laughs> Would you like me to read yeah, some other no. candidates for you? Yeah, we we'll read some other candidates. Okay, I'm just I'm I'm pulling up the standings from last season just to kind of go off that to see who could. Who could really improve? New England was seven and nine last season. Okay, I feel like they're definitely in contention. Um, Jacksonville was one and fifteen. I don't think they're going to be completely much better than that, but just because of the fact that they only won one game uh, puts them in it. Um, the Los Angeles Chargers were seven and nine last season. They're definitely going to be in it. Everyone, anyone in the NFC East, I feel like is eligible because Washington won the division with seven wins. Mm-hmm. Um. And okay, I I'm gonna hold you. I'm gonna hold you right there. Look. Okay. I, I'm smashing the shit out of this nice. um, because if you think about it, they can literally with that roster and and, and some stability in the quarterback position. And, and yeah. Trey Lance looked special. They could easily double that. You know, that's an additional six wins this season. Yeah. Um. I, I had them as a number two team uh, in the NFC West after the Los Angeles Rams. Uh, but that still can get them to 12 wins or 11. That's still a plus five. Yeah, I'm, I'm smashing this. I'm sorry that I even asked you to, to, to ask me for some candidates. <laughs> no, no, it's all good, boss. Look, the one thing I will say, though, is um, I, I really don't think Trey Lance is going to play a lot this season. I'll be honest. Okay. I just think, and I, I've been on this kind of this entire time, is as much as I love Lance, right, I, uh, Trey, sorry, wasn't it Trey Area? Trey area. As much as I love Trey area, um, I just think Jimmy G is what's best for the team for this season right now. And once they see that they're winning games, which I think they're going to do, I don't think they're going to want to get to experiment at that point. But Jimmy G has shown a propensity not to stay healthy, so they need to be prepared. Absolutely, I think I think that's the only way. That's the only caveat. If Jimmy G gets hurt, then obviously Lance is going to have to start a lot of games. Um, because when Jimmy G gets hurt, it's not usually for a short period of time. All right, boss, go ahead and give me your number two take right now. Saquon Barkley will rush for over 1,100 yards this season. Okay. Um, let me do some quick maths. Some quick okay. maths on the podcast. This is live, by the way. This is not scripted. 1,100 yards in 17 games. That's 65 yards a game. It's not a that lot. Take, that, no, not a lot at all. However, that takes one thing into consideration. That'd be the fact that he plays 17 games. <laughs> yes. Um, I thought it was concerning when they said his first full contact padded practice was this past week. Mm-hmm. Um, and games start on this weekend. Usually that's not good, I, I think. Um, 65 yards a game with their offensive line. 
I love the guy to death, and, and I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest with you. The real reason why I am gonna smash this uh, mm. is because he's on my fantasy team, right? <laughs> and I would really love him to do that. But I mean, like, let's be honest. Let's be real. Mm. The one season he played 16 games, he he blew through that right in his okay. rookie season. Ran for 1,300 yards, averaged five five yards a carry, had 11 rushing touchdowns. I mean, had a fantastic season that rookie year. I think can be just as good of a player, um, and yeah, I think I think they're going to need him to run that much because I don't think Daniel Jones is going to be very good. So I'm going to go ahead and smash that one for you. Okay, I like it. Yeah, we're off to we're off to. I think we what have we smashed everything? Oh no, I passed on the Watson. Sorry. Yeah, you did. I'm an ass. I know I'm the asshole of the two. You guys can tell. <laughs> you guys can tell. Um, we're going to my number two. I think the first coach fired this NFL season is going to be Mike Zimmer. Now, can I tell you? There, here's my case. Here's your, yeah, tell me your case. Their first six games before their bye week. At Cincinnati, at Arizona, versus Seattle, home for Cleveland. Sorry, home for Seattle, home for Cleveland. Home for Detroit at Carolina. Okay. That sounds like two really good teams, one okay team, and three really shitty teams. If Minnesota stumbles over themselves and loses one of those games, I think there's a real chance they could lose week one to Cincinnati. And I think that's actually the first coach fired playoff game is Zach Taylor versus Mike Zimmer. And I think that Cincinnati has a chance to win that one. And that's why I'm going to say Zimmer could end up being first coach fired because if they're like two and four going into that bye, there's no way he makes it out of it. I'm going to pass Chad. Mm. Do you have another candidate that you like more or just, you don't think it's going to be Zimmer? I just don't think it's going to be Zimmer. Now you can, you can give me the argument that, you know, what is it? Black Monday, you know, after the week 18 this year, yeah. when, when they start firing coaches, I just don't think that Minnesota Vikings are, are, are the type of team or the organization that's just going to fire Mike Zimmer midway through the season. Look, if they needed to fire him, he should have been fired last year, okay? But what is your real realistic expectation here? Your, your franchise quarterback is still Kirk Cousins, right? You, you have Dalvin that's Cook, who's an amazing weapon, in my opinion, but he needs to be healthy down the stretch. Uh, at the end of the day... Mike Zimmer's teams, they tend to be very tough. Yep. I, I, I think it, that's one of the things that he brings to the table. Like his, his defenses are, are, are hard-nosed. Uh, they're tough. I, I do think they have very young corners, which kind of scare me. Um, they did bring in uh, Patrick Peterson, but I don't, yep. I don't think that necessarily moves the needle. I like Justin Jefferson. I don't think he's going to have a bit, as big of a season as they did last year. Uh, and that's partly because you still have Kirk Cousins, but I think this is still a, a middle of the road eight, you know, eight, nine, seven, and ten type of football team. Honestly, I think Zach Taylor is a much bigger candidate to get fired before him. I think Nick Sirianni can get fired before him because if he, if he really goes off the rails in Jacksonville, it's going to be real ugly. And honestly, well, I think the Houston Texans, I, I think the Houston Texans are just, you know, ready to fire David Cullen 
uh, that that first day when the season is over. Nick Sirianni, he's you mean Eagles, right? Yeah, with the Eagles. What did I say? You said Jacksonville. I was like, what? Oh, I'm what? sorry. Well, no, I think I think for some stupid reason that that, that guy is going to get old. Urban Meyer is going to hold on to his job. Yeah, next year on the Eagles, just because of the fan pressure, um, it, it, it doesn't look good. Like that team could be really, really bad. Yeah. No, very true. Very true. And that's the thing. But I think if anything, that that's, that Minnesota thing kind of plays more into it, where it's like they actually have real expectations. That they're gonna maybe win eight or nine games or seven or eight games or whatever, contend for a playoff spot. And if it starts ugly, then I think that he could be out the door really quickly, especially because he's been there for as long as he has. And it's kind of like, all right, what are we really doing with this, you know, part of our with this time for our franchise? Um, go ahead, Boston. Hit me with your number three take. Bill Belichick has a second consecutive uh, uh, losing season in twenty twenty one. Now, now you're speaking no, my language. You're there's no 500. Language. There's no 500 this yeah, year, right? You can't. Right. I mean, unless you go eight, eight, and one, right? But yeah. you know, is is nine and eight or eight and nine? Yeah. So what what do you got here, Chad? Man, I tell you what, I'm gonna I'm gonna smash the living shit out of that one because I don't I don't believe in New England one bit. I don't believe in New England. I as much as I think that they look the signings that they made in this offseason, we've talked about ad nauseum. Yes, on paper, are you a better team when you have those players on your team versus the guys that they had in those spots last season? Yes. However, I think it's in, in a Madden type of way where it's like, hey, yeah, these guys are awesome, but do they really make you – It does it really, as you said with the Patrick Peterson signing, I don't think any of these signings really, or even the signings as a collective, should I say, move the needle for the New England Patriots. And also I think Mac Jones, for as much as I did like him and – you know, hell, you said he's going to be Offensive Rookie of the Year, so I know you like him. As much as we feel that, I do think that there is going to be growing pains with every rookie quarterback. Mm-hmm. So I think he's going to lose some games. He's going to have some frustrating moments. Um, probably he's going to have a good season overall, but that is going to and, – and, and we've also learned it's hard for a rookie quarterback to win games. So no matter how good of a situation they're in. So, yeah, I'm going to smash that one, boss. This is why I'm going to, I'm going to pass on this one. Because you keep talking about the offense, right? Offense, 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 offense. This team is not going to win football games based on their offense. Their yeah. offense is just going to be out there so they don't make mistakes. Okay. All right? This is still a very good defensive team. All right? Matt Judon, Devin McCourty, Dante Hightower, Devon Gutschow. All right? Hey, Kyle Van Noy, Dietrich Wise, like Adrian Phillips, like Christian Barrymore, Kyle De- like these. This is a like solid defensive team. Right? That was a really good defensive team. It, it's it, and that's how they're going to stay in games, Chad. So when you tell me about oh, but they're, they're not going to do very well in the offense, I think their offense just needs to go out there and score about twenty to twenty-four points, and their defense is going to keep them in games. At the end of the day, you still play the Jets twice, okay? Um, and I'm looking at their schedule. They play the Texans, okay? They play the Panthers. They play the Falcons. It, you know, there's a way to win nine games here. I don't think they're as bad as they think they are. So I'm not, I'm not saying that they're going to be a playoff team. I think they're very close to it. Um, but I do think they at least make it over that, that 500 um, hump and, and they'll get that nine wins. Wait, so you just pass on your own take? Yeah. I can I pass on my own takes, right? Oh, I didn't I, even know. Oh, I, I just want to know your opinion. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> 
<laughs> you're changing the game for see this oh my bad no you're thinking with that third you're thinking with that third eye that i'm not using right now you're using that third eye that i don't have on me right now boss so i i respect that i appreciate that actually um my third take that i'm gonna go with this to me i don't know i don't think there's a more obvious one than this cooper cup and robert woods are both going to have over 100 catches and over 1,000 receiving yards. Now, you're probably saying, well, that's probably happened a whole bunch of times for teammates to do that. It's only happened seven uh, times. It's only yeah. happened seven times in NFL history. Yeah. Um, can you guess the most recent? And it has been within the past five years, I'll say that. Is it, Chris, Gob- Is it Chris Godwin and Mike Evans? No, it was not. It Give was me the not. team. Give me the team. Well, uh... It was the Pittsburgh Steelers. Was oh Schuster and um, Antonio, right? Yep, yep. In two thousand and eighteen, so and you know for Cup and Woods, I mean this is what they were last season. Granted, this is with Jared Goff at quarterback. Yep. Cup was ninety-two catches, nine hundred and seventy-four yards. Mm-hmm. Woods was ninety catches, nine hundred and thirty-six yards. The additional game plus. You know, the upgrade from Stafford to Goff. And, man, I'm telling you, I just think McVay and them are just going to be airing it out way more than than they ever have before. So I think those passing numbers are going to be juiced up. Um, I think Stafford, one of the takes I was going to have was I think Stafford has a really good chance to set the passing record. And I know it's the 17th game, but I'm saying, like, I think he has a real chance at getting close to that 6,000-yard mark. Honestly, I really do. Um and if that's going to happen, then Cup and Woods are both going to be super explosive, which I think they're going to be anyway. And, uh, yeah, so I think they both get over 100 catches, over 1,000 yards. I'm smashing it. Jonathan, what are you doing with this one? You know, Chad, sometimes it's just not your night. So, you know, um, you, 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 don't, you don't get, you know, e- easy looks. So you have to start drinking a little bit. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to smash this one a little bit drunk. <laughs> <laughs> because uh, on one hand, on one hand, I was I didn't uh, know not a little bit drunk. I didn't know where the <laughs> fuck you were going with that. Maybe one. a few shots of tequila, and I'm smashing on this one. Look, you gave me one of the hindrances for this happening is is Van Jefferson, right? You think Van Jefferson is going to be your breakout player of the year, so he's going to take away some catches too. Um, I right, I like both of their tight ends. Which yep. I cannot remember. One is, is from from Western Kentucky, bad boy type, and uh, man, I forget their names right now. Hold up, I'm looking it up right uh, now. Tyler Higby, Higby, Higby is the and one. and the other one is. Remember, because they lost Gerald Everett. Did they lose Everett? I did yeah, not. They know. lost him to Seattle. They lost him to Seattle. He okay, Seattle so no, yeah, so Higby Higby's their only tight end right now. Okay, so it's going to be Higby and Jefferson. They're going to take away looks. I don't think I think because you lost Cam Akers. I know you brought in Stanley Michelle, but that offensive line is not necessarily geared towards running. Right. Matt Stafford, another game. I think Matt Stafford can get up there and probably throw for six thousand yards maybe this season. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna drunkly smash this one, even though it's it's gonna it's gonna be really hard. But man, they're gonna. I mean, I can see Matt Stafford going back going to in, in this season and throwing forty times a game, if not more. Easy. So. Yeah. yeah yeah okay <laughs> nice nice okay so go ahead and give me your next one give me your fourth one boss 
The Oakland Raiders are going to have the number one pick this year. Las Vegas, boss. I wrote Oakland. I feel very bad. I apologize. Hey, hey. Man. Can I tell you something even funnier? Uh-huh. When I wrote down Coach of the Year, my can or my winner, I wrote Bruce Arians, Arizona Cardinals. <laughs> well, you caught yourself. I did it. Maybe it was a shot, the imaginary shots of tequila I had to take for to, to smash on the Rams, uh, Cooper uh, Cup, and nice. Robert Woods. But the Las Vegas Raiders are going to have the number one pick in the 2022 draft. Man, that look. This is my case. Okay. This is this is falling off the rails, and the season hasn't even started, yeah. right? Yeah. They no, cut absolutely. John Brown, right? <laughs> they paid him money, and they cut him. Yeah. Now I think it's 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 Henry Ruggs and Zay Jones. I really like Darren Waller. I, I think he's a, he's a, a hell of a, of a football player. But yeah. that's your only real threat. Your offensive line sucks. Josh Jacobs and Kenyon Drake. I think that could be good. I know you're a car guy, but. I, I just don't think they're going to do anything, especially because they do play in a pretty tough division. I think they're by far the worst team in that division. Um, at least at least the Houston Texans have a, a Jacksonville Jaguars to compete against. True, um, true. And that defense is just a mess. I don't know who plays in that secondary that's any good that can actually cover people. Um, nobody. Maybe, nobody, right? Yeah, they, they, they've, nobody. Reached, they've reached on a few guys. I, I just think it's going to unravel really badly for the Las Vegas Raiders this year, man. Yeah, and look, man, I'll be honest. I definitely do think that the Raiders are going to be one of the worst teams this upcoming season. I mean, you talked about it. They're starting secondary. I mean, Casey Hayward, Jonathan Abram, Trayvon Morig, the the rookie who we both kind of like, but I don't think he's going to be, you know, this awesome super playmaker as a rookie. Uh, and Trayvon Mullen with Damon Arnett in the slot. So it's like, yeah, that's that's a that's not a very inspiring team uh, or a very inspiring secondary especially for a team that struggles to get pressure on the pass rusher as much as they do. We talked about their uh, off-the-rail draft picks, their oddball draft picks. Cleveland Farrell definitely hasn't turned out you know, to be the guy that they thought he was going to be, um, probably more the guy the consensus thought he was going to be um, when he was drafted fourth overall. So, mm-hmm. yeah, as, as bad as I do think the Vegas Raiders are going to be, though, I'm going to have to pass this one because one, one of my questions for you literally was going to be, are the Houston Tech or or one of the hot takes I was going to have is if the Texans don't win their first game, I didn't I don't think they're going to win a game this whole season. Um, I think they have a real chance. I know that really sucks to say, Man. but I actually think they have a really a real chance of going uh, 0-17. Actually, being the first team to go 0-17, so um, they have they play home for Jacksonville Week One, and to me, if they don't win that. I don't see a clear-cut really? win. I don't see a win on their schedule, really. Carolina way. at home, I think God, that's a no. winnable game. I don't. No? Jets at home? Jets at home is the only other one to me where it's like, okay, maybe. At Jacksonville? Don't think so by that point. Because mm. I think they'll have just been so defeated by that point. that it's. I think, after, I think if they have any chance of winning a game, it's going to be before the bye week. Okay. Because I think by the time the bye, it's like, all right, it's over. Um, so I'm going to pass that one, boss. Regretfully, though, um, mine. We're actually sticking with the AFC South for my next one. I'm gonna say if Carson Wentz plays all 17 games, I think the Colts are gonna win the division by two or more games this season. Now, let me explain. Now, I know when we just did our predictions a couple, well, our AFC predictions a couple pods ago, I said I had Tennessee winning the division. Well. 
the more I think about it, I just don't know if I really feel like the third year in a row of 400-plus carries for Derrick Henry is going to happen. And I get it, right? He's the biggest NFL running back we've probably ever seen, or one of the biggest. Um, mm-hmm. But at some point, I just feel like all backs break, all running backs break down. And for him, I just don't think – I mean, I watched – I watched DeMarco Murray, and I'm not saying, I mean, DeMarco Murray is nowhere near as talented as Derrick Henry is or even the specimen that he is, but I basically watched DeMarco Murray fall apart as a running back because he ended up getting too many of those 400 carry seasons, and I just think it's really hard to just put those back to back to back. So to me, I just think that would, that Tennessee, I still think they're going to be a really good team. I still think they have, they're probably going to be a playoff team, but I just think they're going to take that slight step back to where, um, they're not really going to be contending for the division. And I just love Indy. Um, I know Carson Wentz has been through a whirlwind of, of, of shit this offseason with the injury, um, just got out of COVID protocol, um, and, you know, now is and still expected to start the first game of the season with all that. So I still think he's a super athlete or a super athlete. I do think he's a super athletic and really good quarterback. Um, I think he's not quite that elite level anymore, but I think he's right below it. And I think he could have a, a really big year this year for them. And I think that they could run away with this division. What do you say, boss? Smash that or pass that? I mean, I have to smash it because you put one condition in there that's yep. kind of hard, right? Yep. And that's Absolutely. like he's going to play all 17 games. Uh, I don't think he's going to play all 17 games. I And I, and I can't counter that, to be honest. I can't come up with a rational counter other than I hope he does. Because, I mean, like, I look at the beginning of that schedule and we talked about this. Seahawks, Rams, yep. Titans, Dolphins, Ravens. They're going to hit them. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I know the offensive line is really good. They're going to hit him. They're going to get – somebody's going to get to yeah. him and they're going to hit him. And with Carson Wentz, we don't know if he's going to get up. All right? So, um, if he plays all 17 games, you it, it, it's a, a for sure – Smash. Now, if you had asked me, is he going to play all 17 games? I'm like, man, <laughs> it's going to be a, a super smash, a super pass, because I don't think he does. Um, I'm, I'm just hoping he plays like 13 or 14 games here. Um, because you're you're absolutely right. And we talked about this in previous spots. Like, what what do the Tennessee Titans do if Derrick Henry goes now? Yeah, I mean they have no, they don't even have a backup really that's serviceable at the running back position. No disrespect to Jeremy McNichol, but come on. And, and, and we do like um, AJ Brown, and I think Julio Jones yeah. was a, a very good addition for them. Um, but they also lost Jonah Smith and Corey Davis, so they 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 didn't completely balance off their losses. So I, I'll smash it, Chad. Okay, nice. All right. Boss, let's go ahead and run through these last couple here real quickly. Tell me about the Denver QB situation. Give me your last one. Drew Locke is, is going to end up starting more games than Teddy Bridgewater this year. Uh, yes, I'm smashing it. I'm smashing uh, it. All right. As much as I don't love Drew Locke at all, I hate Teddy Bridgewater even more. Because at least when Drew Locke's doing bad, it's exciting. Okay. And that's what I care about. I think that I think to me they're gonna eventually find out in Denver that you can sign any cornerback, you can invest all you want in the cornerbacks, but you're not stopping teams in this division. You have to have a QB who's gonna put up points, and I don't think Teddy Bridgewater is gonna be that guy. I love it. <laughs> you're surprised by that one, aren't you? 
I mean, I, you know how much I I, I like Drew Locke. Your yeah. brother loves Drew Locke. He I, does. I, I mean, between I just, the two, between the two of you, I think you guys are just getting to me. I've just given up at this point. Drew, if you're hearing these, you know, just just come and join us. Uh, we'll ask you all the easy questions because I still believe in you. Oh yeah, Drew, if you want to come on, please. And that, actually, you know what? That goes for any player that's listening to this. Any NFL player, if you want to come on, we we'd be happy to have you. I promise. <laughs> Even if I've said some bad things about you before. I'm sorry. I'll just blame it on those te- imaginary tequila shots that uh, Johnny was talking about earlier. All right, boss. I'm going to go ahead and give my last one. Smasher pass. I think the Washington defense is going to lead the league in yards per game, points per game, and sacks, which is something that uh, the research that I did hasn't been done at least as far back as 2000. That was as far back as I went that's as far as espn.com was sorry a little shameless plug i guess um the closest was 08 the steelers they were first in yards first in points and second in sacks so what do you think about that one boss smash or pass okay i gotta do a little bit of research here because i need to look at their schedule okay all right so (laughs) i typed in washington gas uh (laughs) (laughs) man that's a tall order yeah, um, it is. I wanted to give one where it was like, you know what? I'm just going out there for it. I'm just going all out. I'm going to pass. Okay. And, and I'm going to tell you why. It's not necessarily... So this is why I think... This is my why. Look, they play, in my opinion, some pretty good offenses with the New York Giants yep. and the Dallas Cowboys. So... They're going to have to put it. Uh, yeah, uh, at the end of the day, the Cowboys with Dak Prescott no, were no, outstanding. No, no. no, the Cowboys uh, are, yeah. Yeah, the Giants. I know you're not a big believer in Daniel Jones, but if we can get the running game, they brought in all the receivers. Uh, man, this team still plays the Chiefs, the Packers, the yeah. Bucks, the Seahawks. I mean, they play some really good offenses here, and they're going to put up points. Um I will probably agree with the sacks. I think they're going to be up there, number yep. one in sacks. Um, I do believe they're going to probably be top five in the other categories, such as, uh, I mean, top five in the yards. Points, I'm not 100% sure. I'm also thinking about the whole Ryan Fitzpatrick uh, thing yeah. of where he likes to turn the ball over. Defense could be uh, on the field a lot some games. I, it, it, and in a hurry, right? So. Yeah. You know, this is a guy that to me has never changed, but for some reason they also keep giving him chances. So <laughs> I'm I'm going to disagree with you um, on that one. It's just too hard. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I completely understand. If you, if you said if you said top three, I might I might have tried to smash it in there for all those th- those categories. Yeah, but, but top like, three's not top, exci- top three's not exciting enough for me. I gotta go for it. I gotta go top one. Hey, man, you have these high standards, but I've learned to settle sometimes. <laughs> oh, man. That's funny. That's funny. So, guys, um, that's going to conclude this episode. We are going to be back. Um, are we coming Chad, back this week? we got to come back this week before, for, before the season. Okay. So, we're going to be back this week. That's, that's live confirmed, guys. We're going to be back. This season, we're going to be doing some picks for this upcoming weekend. Yeah. Um, and, and we're going to be giving it to you guys. We'll be doing picks every single week. Starting this week, guys, we are going to two podcasts a week. 
um, and we'll be going that at least through the rest of probably at least the rest of the regular season um, playoffs. Probably, probably, who knows? We don't yeah. have live. We really don't have lives either. One of us. Um, like Kyle so, Shanahan said, the world could be over by Sunday, right? So exactly. it'd be a shitty way to go out right before it's, the season. Exactly, exactly. So with that being said, guys, we hope you guys are staying safe, um, continuing to listen, subscribe, rate, review, all that good stuff. Keep keep following Jonathan on the Twitter at LazyBoyQ. Leaving the leaving it in the description box. He's He's ready to fight with anyone. Whoever's ready to fight about a team or a take, he's ready to battle all of you guys, and I salute him for it. Um, Jonathan, anything for the people before we get out of here? Nah, man. Just continue the listening. Continue the, the, the interactions with both Chad and I. Uh, we're excited. And, uh, man, we got some good games coming up next week. So, no, stay tuned in so we can get your picks. All right, guys. With that being said, we'll see you all next time. Take care. Be safe. Ciao.